Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Long Beach Mayor Robert Garcia, as we continue our 24th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a wonderful show for you tonight. Our guest for the whole show is our Long Beach Mayor, the Honorable Robert Garcia. Mayor Garcia, welcome back to Straight Talk. Sure thing. Anytime. You had a wonderful State of the City address uh, earlier this year. We hold up a photo page we have in the current issue of the Straight Talk magazine. A lot of energy, several thousand people, and uh, you really command the stage without the lectern and... Uh, uh, a lot of enthusiasm, and you've made it into an event with sponsors and exhibits and all. Uh, it's a nice evening. Always is. I mean, I think the State of the City is a nice annual event that obviously we've been doing for a very long time, and we changed it up a little bit, put in, added some technology, put a little of my personality into it. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's turned out really great. So, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. So let's focus initially on the proposed sales tax. Yeah, you have proposed an increase of the city sales tax of 1% for six years and then going down to half a percent and then it sunsets 10 years out. Uh, and of course the need, uh, the use of the money for uh, public safety enhancements and for infrastructure improvements. Uh, mm -hmm. Give us your take on, on why you decided to go that route at this time. Sure thing. I mean, there's a few things to walk through. I mean, the first is, this is a proposal being proposed by myself, former Mayor Beverly O'Neill, and former Mayor Bob Foster. So the three mayors, I mean, decades of leadership, all believe that this is the right approach. And let me explain why. Uh, Long Beach right now has two major challenges. One is a $2.8 billion, with a B, infrastructure need. Uh, that need uh, we've, it has existed for many, many years. But as a community, we have never decided to take it on. We've just let it kick, kind of kick the can down the well, road. Well, Mayor, Mayor Forster tried the parcel a tax, unsuccessful. Unsuc and unsuccessful. And so uh, that's been a challenge. So we still have that need. It grows bigger. That $2.8 billion will be $3 billion in a few years. So we've got to figure out how we take it on because it's burdening long-term the taxpayer with, it, with a huge amount of, of deferred maintenance cost. The second need, as you probably know, is public safety. Every big city in California, including Long Beach, Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, Oakland, Long Beach, are all seeing, beginning to see tick, uh, upticks in crime. Uh, you know, is Long Beach generally very safe? It, it still is. It's still about as safe as it was, you know, a few years ago, which is still very safe compared to- But we had to, realignment and we had Prop exact, 347. Exactly right. uh, the, the, what happened was, is a series of reforms that the governor kind of implemented at, and right. at the ballot box that have caused us some growing pains in the state as far as dealing with folks that are coming More bad out. guys are out on the street. More we folks a recession are that hurts and uh, uh, needs to be addressed. And not just that, but we didn't get the resources to address that. So we know if someone's coming out of the prison system, which is now happening in California faster, they need training, they need a job, they need community college access, they need uh, adult reentry programs. Well, none of that is being funded which was gonna be funded by the state, we have yet to receive those dollars. And so that's what we're kind of waiting on. Sure. So these two challenges exist, and, and how do we address those? The truth is, is this is a startling statistic. 
Long Beach has not implemented a revenue measure in 35 years. So over three decades that we have not brought in a general, any type of general tax revenue to the city. While at the same time, we have increased uh, taxes on almost every other uh, possible um, area. So we voted for two school board bonds, we voted for two community college bonds, we voted for transportation taxes. We and, and those are the voters board. of the, the city, the of, voters Long of, the city of Long Beach all supported these other taxes, but not when it comes to us. That's exactly right. And so, listen, I mean, those things are great. I voted for, for I think, probably most of those as well. Um, but we have not really done that for the city. In fact, what we've done at the city is cut our own taxes, which is fine. The utility tax. The utility users tax. And what we've done instead is we voted down the last measure, which was Measure I. So your theory is that charity, under the heading Charity Begins at Home, we should do something for ourselves now. Uh, Long Beach has a, a history, a history of dedicating and supporting measures for new revenue, except when it comes to ourselves. And so I think it's time to take well, care let of me, Let me posit a possible reason for that. They don't trust the Long Beach City Council as much as they do uh, the City College Board to spend the money appropriately, mm -hmm. uh, K-12 to spend the money mm -hmm. appropriately. It's a lack of trust that the money will go where it's supposed to go. Well, I think that's a fair uh, assessment, but let's get the facts straight. The facts are is that this Long Beach City Council has been in place for a year and a half, and so I can't speak for... Okay. Uh, 25, 35 years of Long Beach of councils. Okay. This has been a year. This council has been in office for a year and a half. Most, most of them are have only been around for this last year and a half, as you know. Uh, I also think this is a responsible, fiscally responsible council. Look at just what's happened recently in the last 10 years. Government is smaller. Pensions have been reformed to save the city 250 million over the last 10 years. We've invested back in appropriate ways. You can see the growth in the city. And so the city is doing generally okay, but we have these investments and these challenges ahead. And so what we've proposed is a modest, this measure is half the cost of the last proposal, which was measure I. This is the cost of a Starbucks coffee, the cost of a Starbucks coffee for the average voter uh, on a, uh, a month for those six years would get them more police, more firefighters, fire stations with fire engines, fixing our alleys, sidewalks, streets, and then that is going to long-term make the city financially stronger. Robert, I think there is a general consensus from what I'm hearing that the need is there. The, the public safety there. need is there, and the infrastructure need is obviously there. The concerns that I'm hearing, since it's a general tax, goes into the general fund, mm -hmm. legally can be spent for anything, mm -hmm. what assurance is there that the money will be spent for the uh, purposes for which the tax allegedly has been so imposed. We're doing everything in our power legally to dedicate those funds. And so this is what we're doing. We've implemented a citizens oversight committee of five members that'll look at that money every single year, like is done for the community college and the Long Beach Unified. The auditor will provide it and do an annual audit of all the funds as an additional check. I have vowed to veto anything that's not dedicated to those two items. The council has passed a resolution clearly stating the, the, the intent is infrastructure and public safety. So the council people as well as yourself are on record that this money Absolutely. needs to go for these things. And even though legally they can, any council can spend general fund money on Listen, anything, Absolutely, uh, there's a moral price to pay for deviating from that plan. Of course. And here, look, listen, legal, here's the reality. If five years from now there's a catastrophic earthquake, you know, the council is going to, yes, 
look at how we first look at, at, at supporting sure. an emergency. That's just natural. But the, the, the council is the one that passes budget. I propose the budget as mayor, and that's the commitment. It's going to be spent on public safety and on Let me be a little more specific. There's a concern that somehow this money will leak into salary increases for the uh, salary negotiations that are upcoming. Listen, that, uh, we have sal- we're going to have salary negotiations whether there's a ballot measure or not. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's, uh, I think that you know, diverts from the facts. And the, the facts are is that uh, the need is public safety okay. and the need is infrastructure. That's where the money is going to go. Um, let me also not re- uh, forget that this is a measure. It's called it's Measures A and B. There's two measures. Measure A is based, of course, on this temporary sales tax. Measure B is it creating a new rainy day fund. This is going to take the first 1% of all new revenue that comes in. From this measure. From this measure and any other measure in the any future. Any other measure. And in the future. And put that one top 1%. So this year is the base year and any additional revenue that comes in, 1%. All of all new revenue to create a new a rainy day I- fund. That's a great idea. And that rainy day fund is going to live in perpetuity to ensure that future years of there may be deficits, we're actually able to knock that down is, things. That is wise fiscal policy. So. A- absolutely. So it's measures A and B. Uh, we feel very strong about these measures as the mayors. As mayors. And listen, it, it's, is it an investment? Absolutely. But we, we know that Long Beach voters continuously invest in other measures for the county, for the state. Let's invest in home. Let's take care of our cops and firefighters at home. Well, you are a tireless advocate for the city, and you and your two predecessor mayors, as you point out, are supporting this. So on the June ballot, uh, this show is being uh, aired late April, early May. On the June 7th, I think it is, ballot, uh, when this will be on the ballot, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we will urge all voters to vote uh, in in that election. Uh, There are other uh, offices for... uh, that will be on the ballot, but uh, your view and the council's view is, of course, to uh, vote yes on A and B. Vote yes on A and B, and uh, it's a coalition of uh, the three mayors. Our police officers are supporting this. Our firefighters are supporting this. Uh, council members, it's really a community effort. It's time to invest in Long Beach. Fair enough. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks.
At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. Continuing the discussion with Long Beach Mayor Robert Garcia. Robert, uh, street sweeping, no more 4 a.m. street sweeping, move your car. That, congratulations on Thank getting you. that done. Uh, must be a real burden for people to have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning to move their car. Uh, no, that's a huge uh, accomplishment for us. We eliminated 4 a.m. street sweeping across the city. It's being implemented now. It'll be, we'll complete the implementation probably in about six months or so. We're going street by street. Uh, but it's huge. I mean, we had folks, particularly in parking-impacted neighborhoods like yeah. Alameda Beach and downtown, where folks were getting up at 3.30, 3.45 to move their car. So and in an impacted neighborhood. So you can't even find parking when you're driving mm -hmm. around. So we've eliminated that, but we've also lowered the window. So it used to be where you couldn't park for four hours. Now you can't park for two hours. Great. So two big implementations. City reforms. being responsive to legitimate citizen needs. The aquarium expansion just was uh, unveiled earlier this month. That is a major, major step forward and exciting for downtown. Incredibly exciting. Uh, the aquarium, as you know, is uh, kind of one of our crown jewels in Long Beach. It's not only a, a incredible visitor and tourist attraction, but it's also an educational and research facility. Absolutely. Uh, so we're really proud of the aquarium, and they're going to expand. They're going to create an incredible new wing at the aquarium. We'll have exhibits, we'll have both dry and wet exhibits, and also this really great kind of multimedia theater, which is kind of the centerpiece of yeah. the of this new expansion. So we're pretty excited. And a lot of businesses and the Molina family and Honda have really stepped up. And, Absolutely. And, and the city is uh, kicking in some uh, Thailand's yeah, th money. Yeah, through our Thailand's fund, which obviously can only pay for certain types of projects, uh, we're hopefully helped out. And this is a real part of the downtown renaissance. Uh, and the civic new Civic Center is going to start... Uh, they're going to start digging this year, right? Or well, yeah, they I mean, the, old, the old the old courthouse is coming down. Oh yeah, uh, already, uh, which uh, which you know, and so we by this summer we'll have a clean uh, clean. We've gone there. from having one of the worst courthouses in the state to one of the, to absolutely the finest, absolutely major courthouse. So the civic center will start uh, construction this year. Construction this year, absolutely. And that's part of this entire downtown renaissance with the other private development Correct. also going in. Well, one could argue that started already. I mean, we were tearing down the old courthouse I guess as part, part of it. Of it. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, the uh, Southern California International Gateway Project, the BNF, BNSF project, uh, the city challenged the uh, quality of the environmental impact report, and you won a, a recently won a court suit. Yeah, that was a big deal. I mean, the... Uh, We've always said that, and I have always believed in uh, upgrading rail and ensuring that we have a port facility that moves rail in a way that's efficient and, yes. and, and environmentally responsible. Unfortunately, the project that was being proposed uh, w was not doing that. The project was right adjacent to West Long Beach neighborhoods. To a residential neighborhood. Uh, yes, in, in a, a low in, you know, in, in part of town that's it's not you know, lower income for, uh, in a lot of cases. And it also was doing some, some, I thought, some things that were not really appropriate for the neighborhood where some of the ingress, egress for trucks were coming, uh, the EIRs uh, 
didn't really address some of the greater air pollution challenges, environmental concerns, and so we challenged it in court, along with Long Beach Unified, the Attorney General, the NRDC, a bunch of folks. We won the lawsuit, and now we're moving forward. Are there economically viable alternatives for citing this uh, rail terminal? Well, I think we'll see. I think, you know, we've got to work with our partners now moving forward. I think our legal team, led by City Attorney Charlie Parkin and Mike Mays, did a great team, did a great job of teaming up to uh, really stop this project and, and give us an opportunity to reevaluate kind of where it was. Yes. And the ball is really now in their court. We'll see what the next process is in the legal process. But I think it's a, it's a win for West Long Beach. Excellent. The state recently passed a minimum wage law uh, to $15. How does that impact what Long Beach has already passed? So Long Beach passed a minimum wage increase to $13 by 2019 and then created a pathway or an opportunity if the economy was strong to then go up to, to 15 over time. Uh, the state has passed something a little differently, but theirs is essentially going to $15. Right away. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, staged. A, it's about a, and it's about a dollar a year over the course of the next few years. But it's, ahead of, it's, it's ahead of where Long Beach would have been. Well, no, there's some differences in, in, in both. But in, in a nutshell, uh, now that the state has done that, it's, actually, it's a good thing for Long Beach businesses because you're not having you know, businesses in Belmont Shore necessarily uh, having to compete dramatically with businesses in Seal Beach. We always believed, and I do, that you, you don't want to also create these islands where the truth is if you know the minimum wage is higher, if you're a worker, you know the minimum wage is higher in Long Beach or Los Angeles where are you going to want to work? You're going to want to work in the places where the wage is higher. And sure. So it, it, it's created some interesting, ah. it created some interesting dynamics. Uh, and so we, we felt that, that folks deserved a raise, which is why I supported the increase to 13 by 2019 in the pathway. Um, but we think it's good what the, what the governor did because it evens out the playing field, and now hopefully everyone will be on a very similar path. Fair enough. Okay, we'll be continuing our discussion, but first we have to pause for these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. Phone! Does anybody work here? Jeez. 
Satellite TV, what's the problem? I have a question about my bill. And since you merged with the phone company, I don't know who I'm supposed to call. Well, you should probably call the phone company. I did. They told me to call you. Please call them back and tell them that we told you to call them. They told me to tell me that. And told me to call you. Let me transfer you directly to the phone company then. It's time to move on from satellite. For customer service without the runaround, get Spectrum. They transferred him back, sir. We're back in this last segment. We'd like to get a personal, up close and personal with our guests. And Robert, how does it feel after almost two years as mayor? Any, any surprises, any disappointments? I don't think there's been any disappointments. Um, I mean, you're always, I think, surprised by new things that, that arise and things that are important. But it's been a really great, uh, you know, uh, almost two years now. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I, I love Long Beach, and so it's always good to meet people. You have an infectious optimism, as I've said publicly before, that I think holds you well. And, 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 and particularly when times get tough, you build up some goodwill and hope that that carries you through some <laughs> of the tough times. Always, absolutely. So I want to talk for a moment about your, you addressed uh, a leadership Long Beach group some months ago, and you talked about five principles of living. And I'd like to review them and have you comment on them, because they really impressed me. First, take calculated risks. Go outside of your comfort zone. Two, be a lifelong learner. Read as much as possible and learn. Three, love your country and your community. And I know you came from uh, Peru, I believe, and became a citizen, as you said, the proudest day mm -hmm. of your life. Be proud of where you're from. Uh, your family, and your heritage. Be kind and treat people with kindness, the power of kindness, and self-improvement every day. Just comment on any or all of those. Well, I, I, you know, I think these are all things I learned from my family, particularly my grandmother. Uh, I, of all those, I mean, the ones that I think are always resonate with me the most is it's important to be kind to people. You know, I, uh, I, I, I try to lead through, through kindness and encouragement. Uh, other folks, you know, will go towards fear or power, and I just don't think those things work as well. I've always believed that you treat people with respect and kindness, uh, they'll treat you that way back, and I think that's really important. And, more, and equally importantly, it, it sets a model for human relations generally. I mean, groups within our community, uh, instead of being at each other's throat, uh, can see a different path. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as we move forward in this country, I think it's also important to remember that we, we live in a great nation and we should never forget that. Uh, I, I learned to love this country as an immigrant and I appreciate it so much because, you know, I had to fight so hard to become a citizen. Yeah. So I never forget that. And I think people oftentimes forget that we live in this great place. As you know, I've taught until I retired for almost 40 years at Long Beach State and had a lot of students, uh, some immigrants, some uh, native born. And it always impressed me that the, that the immigrants seemed to appreciate what we had here uh, more than, than some of the native-born, which you just take for granted, like the air. Well, you always have freedom <laughs> of speech and you always have right. freedom of religion. But many of, of our students came from countries where they didn't have that. That's right. And uh, uh, they appreciate that when, when you know that nothing is for, you can't take it for granted. And even here in America, we can't take our freedoms for, for granted. Each generation has to earn and fight for those freedoms. Absolutely. And I think that for, for a lot of immigrants, um, you know, they just want a, a shot to contribute and be good citizens. And 
get an education like like anybody else. They're not no different. You know, their families love them, and they're just working hard and trying to get by. And uh, I, I think it's important to remember that, particularly when there's so much heated rhetoric around you know immigration. It's uh, people just want to be part of the American dream, and I think it's one of the great things about our country is that we are a nation of immigrants. In a parody on Saturday Night Live, Will Farrell portraying W referred to Cruz and Rubio, two of the others running as both immigrants, but they hate immigrants. You know. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, well, uh, having that immigrant experience uh, uh, has meant a lot to you. And uh, uh, last week on our show, we talked with Congressman Lowenthal and his visit to Cuba. Yeah. And of course, a lot of Cuban immigrants have uh, came to America, did very well in Miami and in Southern Florida. And uh, uh, but the congressman was was optimistic, cautiously that uh, this could create a thaw and improve the human rights conditions in Cuba, and also uh, stimulate the economy because the but the Cuban population uh, did very well in Florida. They in one generation they got to leadership roles in politics and business, but. They're not able to do that in Cuba because the government owns everything. That's right. That's right. No, I think I think what's happening in, in Cuba is pretty exciting, actually. And I think uh, the, what the president's doing and what's happening, I think, is going to open up and uh, hopefully a real democracy one day, which is I yeah. think what's exciting. Well, for sixty years, uh, relations have been pretty frozen, yeah. and uh, maybe it's time for a thaw. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. We'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. <laughs> Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. I think Long Beach is fortunate to have uh, a mayor with the enthusiasm and intelligence of uh, of our guest Robert Garcia, and uh, we wish him well in the in the challenges uh, coming ahead, uh, including budget challenges. It's not always easy, but uh, uh, leaders need to step forward and uh, share their view of what's necessary, and, and he's doing that. So. Robert, uh, thanks for all you do for the city. Absolutely, I, I, you know, Long Beach is a, a great place. A lot of very, very bright future, and uh, we you know we got some challenges, but we're gonna we're gonna meet the challenges. And I think our, our best days are always ahead of us. So all is good. There you go. Thanks for being our guest. Sure, anytime. And thank you for joining us at home. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 
at straighttalktv.com. They said I couldn't dream. Called me a piece of trash and swore that's all I'd ever be. Said a bottle couldn't see the ocean. Give up. Go back to the dumpster. But I didn't listen. I made my way. And now, I am what I've always wanted to be.